Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Bulletin. Right, uh, 10.42, and let's get stuck into the Bulletin today with uh, Tom Bartlett. Good morning to you, Tom, and uh, Ben O'Keefe, and uh, the social media abuse, um, the abuse at the ground, etc., has been a very hot topic on the wire. Um, what are your views on this? Yeah, morning, uh, morning, Smithy. Um, look, yeah, obviously it's a, a real disappointing situation uh, from my perspective that yeah, we're still in the situation where look, there's no referees are, have been copping heat for forever and will continue to um, because of the the nature of, of what they do. But um, some of the stuff that we've we've seen that Ben O'Keefe has um, revealed in terms of the abuse he's copped, um, yeah, really disappointing and and vile and completely unacceptable. Obviously, Smithy. So uh, from a you know, uh, purely a sporting point of view. Um, you know, I'm sure there was some frustration uh, with some fans about some decisions. There's certainly a few contentious calls if there are in any um, major final, but uh, that kind of some of that sort of stuff was 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 just disgraceful. So uh, I feel for for Ben O'Keefe. I feel for the officials. I think um, it's a, a thankless task at times, hard enough to do. Um, you know, and at, and at that level, with so much at stake, obviously, you know, a lot of emotion comes into it. But I'd like to think we could have robust discussions about officials without uh, getting into that kind of um, that mud. Um, but it feels for some that's not the case. But uh, I admire and support Ben and what he's said in terms of publicly as, as response to that. Um, I mean, you know, he's a he's a he's a top quality referee, and not, you know, you can tell uh, Smitty by the fact he, he regularly officiates at the highest level. This is not someone who. Uh, is not up to the task. He's he's more than capable. So, uh, yeah, pretty disappointing. But good on him for speaking out. And I, I hope that um, we'll hear uh, as time goes on more support for for people like Ben because he certainly deserves it. Well, I've been privy to uh, some of those uh, texts and messages that you're talking about. Uh, some of them are vile, completely and utterly vile, totally unacceptable. And I would imagine they're traceable. Some of them. Um, so I hope that something's done about it. Uh, but they're not. Um, they're not exempt from criticism, I think it's fair to say. Where do we draw the line? Where, where should the line be drawn here, Tom? Well, I think, look, there's no question we can have a discussion and, and people can have an opinion on, on various bits. It's just, a, I suppose, the line is where it, it becomes, you know, like personal. Now, questioning decisions by a referee, uh, uh, and I think Ben would, I'm sure if he was on the call, would say, look, I'm used to that and I'm used to being scrutinised. And when I say that, what I mean is, let's, let's talk about some of the decisions he's, He's made. Was he right to, to send Sam Kane to the Simbin at the end? Was he right to um, only yellow card Anton Leonard Brown? Was he was he right with some of these other decisions? And those those things are all uh, up for up for the debate. And I don't think there's any question that we can have those discussions. But it's just when it it, it seeps into this, um, as you say, this and rightly uh, this, this vile kind of personal attacks and talking about all sorts of things that just is not acceptable. And it, I mean, this is sport. It's not. It's not life and death. We're not dealing with um, open heart surgery here. We're dealing with a sports result. We need some perspective. And, and I, I think it's... I, I would be disappointed, Smithy, if one day we couldn't discuss um, the, the officials on a, from the performance point of view. Like, did they miss a, a forward pass? Yes, they did. Was the yellow card right, wrong? Let's debate that. 
Um, but it's just when we get this, this sort of faceless, senseless kind of stuff online, it just, it just makes me sick. Uh, it brings up another point, actually, because normally speaking, and it's very, very hard to get a cricket umpire um, in the two fields I worked in or a, uh, a rugby referee or a rugby official to actually come on to a show as such or be interviewed after a match uh, to try um, and justify or, you know, back up what they've done on the field of play. So therefore they're basically a dartboard um, because they're undefended as such. And whether um, the, the rugby referee's body or the Cricket Umpires Association have to work, a, work their way through a system whereby that is not the case, um, I, I'm not quite sure here because it just seems to be they're there for the taking and... Uh, when it gets excessive, we find out more about it. I mean, this is very large scale. Every weekend, there would re- be referees subject to this. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I, I mean, it's funny we've we've talked about it, and obviously, uh, in my role in, in in sports news, you you talk a lot about access to officials and whether or not we can hear from them or hear from their bosses and open it up. I mean, I, I really enjoy some of the 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 way the NRL puts out Graham Annesley, the, the um, referee's boss or the official's boss or the operations mm. guy at the NRL every Monday to discuss um, the contentious issues. Because at least you do get a little bit of a sense. There is a little bit of a accountability, if you like, for, for what goes on because we all get frustrated. And I know that the Warriors, <laughs> it's been well publicised, hasn't it, this year, um, talking about some of the decisions that have or haven't gone against them. I mean, funnily enough, it, it hasn't made a lot of difference to their general situation because they're sitting pretty nicely at the moment. But the point is, you know, there, there was a point that we were discussing Officials, and at least we've got a chance to hear uh, and some justification or some some defence from from these guys, and and they were pretty tough when it when it became personal. But also, Graham Annesley's shown himself to be quite happy to discuss those contentious issues. So maybe there's a middle ground there somewhere, um, and that that is something to look at because it would be good to see them um, sort of front and explain some of these things sometimes. Absolutely, Tom, you did right. That just reminded me. Actually, it was only what a month ago we were. Uh, talking about this uh, refereeing performance with the Warriors and um, very noted, of course, businessman uh, basically accusing them of cheating and having a, uh, a regime against the Warriors when it mattered. So, um, <laughs> and honestly came out there. All uh, right, let's change the subject, um, but stay on the Warriors, shall we? Hey, it's a sellout. Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart for the Bunnies. It's a yeah, sellout mate. officially from Cameron George. <laughs> How good. What? Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Uh, we've kind of been waiting for the, the Warriors to come good on the field um, in the last few years. And, yeah, look, uh, you know, we don't need to rake over the, the COVID years and the difficulties they've had, but, boy, it's good to see them back. It's good to see them playing well, and it, it'll be great to see Mount Smart um, at capacity on, on Friday evening. No question that um, that's the, the end game for for professional sports guys. They want to see their home ground sold out week in, uh, week out. And, and the Warriors are doing that, Smitty, purely because they're winning. They're playing well and they're winning. They're taking us on a, on a terrific ride so far. So who knows how long it'll go for, but, man, it looks... At Mount Smart, any ground looks great when it's full, doesn't it? Uh, and that one, it's an intimate venue. Um, it, you know, it's not the biggest uh, stadium in Auckland, uh, and I think that's not a bad thing at this stage because you wouldn't want to put them in a, a big one and find that it wasn't that create that atmosphere. You want to put... South Sydney under all sorts on Friday night and you want the crowd to be part of that so I, I can't wait Smitty I'm right on board the Warriors this year and I'm very excited about seeing what happens on Friday night at Mount Smart in front of that full crowd I'm pretty excited Tom to find out that Kane Williamson hasn't ruled himself out yet <laughs> yeah well that's nice isn't it it's, uh, poor old Kane he's um, the question everybody wanted to answer and he kind of answered it and he kind of didn't and he he 
uh, it's, it's, it's vintage cane, isn't it? Just play, play each ball on its merits, if you like, each day as it comes. Um, but great to hear him um, speak uh, about what had happened to him. Obviously, it's a uh, pretty nasty injury and timing not great for us. But nice to see that he's still optimistic but realistic. And I think that's the best way he can be as a professional sports person. You can't kind of get too up and down. And they talk a lot about sort of trying to stay, you know, stay mellow when it's, the times are good and, and mellow when the times are tough. And for Kane at the moment, he's just trying to work his way through. But it was, it was nice to hear him talk a little bit about the possibilities. No question that he will be part of that. World Cup in some capacity, it's just whether or not we can get him on the field or not, uh, that's the, the question, but um, still still there, there's still hope for me There is still, uh, still hope, you're right, excuse me <coughs> Ryan Reynolds, boy these guys make an impact on world sport Wrexham and now Formula 1 Yeah, unbelievable this story isn't it, um, although it's a slight step up isn't it, going from um, having an interest in a <laughs> in a low-tier football club in England to uh, getting your, your fingers and toes into the, the murky world of Formula One. So, uh, yeah, a little, bit of, a little bit of water to go under bridge. I'm interested to see how this, this plays out, obviously having the stake in the, the Alpine team uh, in Formula One, which haven't been the, uh, I wouldn't call them the, the overachievers of the, of the Formula One circuit. But, look, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, these guys are, obviously have done, done wonders at, at Wrexham uh, with the resources they've had. And, It'll just be interesting to see how they go about this and how much influence or how much uh, involvement they do have. I mean, it's obviously pretty early doors in terms of the details around what exactly they're doing, but they've decided that they want to they have a little look and, and good on them. They certainly showed the power of, of their profile and the ability to attract mm. uh, other sponsors to Wrexham, and it'll be interesting to see whether they can do the same thing in Formula 1. Absolutely. Have you been following um, the banter, um, the Ashes banter? Uh, we were talking about it before with uh, Ollie Robinson getting involved with uh, Matthew Hayden getting involved with Ricky Ponting. Uh, how, have, how have you read that as a player taking on p- former players who are high profile in the media now? Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure he's he's picking a fight with anyone he can win. Uh, Ollie Robinson at the moment, I think. You know, the best way to, to silence the Aussies is to, to silence them on the field. I don't think you're going to win too many verbal battles if you're if you're England at this point and you're one 0 down in the in the series. It was um it was an interesting tactic to start talking about three number 11s and all sorts of stuff as he did during that first test and it interested and wasn't it? But um and now all of a sudden he's he's kind of just ignited this um you know, the, the, the talking Aussies if you like and and they love a they love a chat. They'll feel pretty confident. And that their team, of course, the uh, recently crowned World Test Champions, won the up in the Ashes series. They played and beat um, England at Ball on the first test. I think you just got to be a little careful of your England. I, I prefer them just to sort of head down, kind of bum up and get on with the, the job at the moment. I know that there's talk of entertainment and stuff, but ultimately they want to win the Ashes, don't they? And I think uh, picking a fight with a couple of former players isn't necessarily the smartest thing that some of those guys could do. Tom Bartlett, uh, thanks very much for being uh, our man on the bulletin this morning. Uh, enjoyed uh, those uh, comments across the day. Uh, Tom, look forward to talking to you next time. Have a terrific day. Same to you, Smitty. Thanks, mate.